Dennis's analog spectrum. Tony and I actually met when he accidentally butt dialed me. Even weirder, he did it on a wall-mounted rotary phone. This is Tony jumping in right at the beginning. I'm just letting you know right now, this is going to be in two parts. We're going to talk a little bit about the cars that we own and we're restoring right now. So a little longer podcast, decided to break it down in two parts. So enjoy part one. Recording. All right. Whoa, shit. Still recording. We are still recording as we record. That's what it was. <clears throat> it finally decided that it needed needed some juice. All just, right. Okay. Okay. We're going to restart because now everybody knows my pen number. Restarting. Right. Okay. Ready? Cut. <laughs> Cut. Cut. <laughs> say, say recording. Recording. We are recording. And uh, we have another format change. This is Analog Spectrum. Uh, this is Tony. I'm here with Doug. The reason mm-hmm, we have a format mm-hmm. spectrum, if I decided to post them in order, we just got done doing an 1883 podcast. Doug and I are in the same room. I tried something different. It didn't work. Didn't the work video, very well, yeah. No, the video was probably okay, I yeah. guess. But the uh, the sound was a little bit mucky. We had some echo echo issues. It was bad. Yeah. I'm going to spend... I'm, there, there's going to be a Saturday and Sunday night with me doing some fancy work uh, with uh, addition and... and uh, yeah. It's, Whatever. Uh, it is what it is. That's it. Yeah, but uh, but no pain, no gain, man. But now we're using our old our old podcasting equipment yeah. uh, that we used before we went video. Yeah. But now that I'm doing video, so this is basically just kind of pieced together uh, with a couple of different software. And when when the system was down, Doug and I were talking about options. Blah blah blah. I know you're on the edge of your seat. Let's just talk about this for an hour. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then the XLR cable plugs into the... Yeah. And that's what I said. Oh, my gosh. Would you believe it? Mm-hmm. I found a vacuum tube. This thing runs on steam. <laughs> this is great. Fucking Christ. So anyway. I'd say let's talk about cars. Let's talk about cars. Cars, so, man. Doug and I, same room Not again. the movie. You can kind of tell, you kind of tell just by the yeah. stuff in the background that we're sitting yeah. in. This is the room that we used to just do the non-video podcasting. Yeah. And we like this. We actually like to be in the same room. It makes yes. life a little bit easier. But uh, but cars, cars. going back to our uh, podcast a long time ago, it was like you, episode three or four, man. It was yeah, early. Yeah. It was early on where we talked about cars that we like, right? Mm. And cars that we had, maybe cars mm. that we wanted. And uh, and uh, you should go back and revisit it. It's amazing. Yeah, breathtaking. I, that. Honestly, I listen to it pretty much every day. <laughs> so at least a little bit of it, not all of it, it's right. too much. Whatever you say, Pinocchio. Yeah. Uh, so we, so we had that podcast where we talked about our cars. Doug talked about a few cars. I talked about it. Well, he, he's always been born to cars than mm, me. Mm. Don't you think? Car. I don't know more, but, uh, you've had more cars. Yeah. But that's only because I, there's only a couple that I've ever had that I've been like, Ooh, now that car I like. Right. Yeah. There's only one or two that I've ever gotten rid of that. I think like, man, I would like to, I would like to have that car again. Right. Yeah. So 3000 GT, the Mitsubishi. Right. That was cool. Um, and the, the original Mini Cooper. Yeah. Those were those were like, yeah, I'll take that car again. We're gonna swing back around to that Mini Cooper in yeah, a second. We will. But uh but so anyway, now both Doug and I at different points are kind of in a in kind of car restoration mode. Yes. Uh and and uh, I'm sure this will be in the title somewhere, but he has an AC Cobra kit car. Yes. And there it is. And I have I have Recently bought a 2003 WRX that needs restoration, and it's still invisible as of this moment. I'm not too sure I have it, but <laughs> but I'm not too sure I have it. This may be a it's long podcast. It's laying in a ditch, burning somewhere I in Colorado. Don't fucking get me started, bro. <laughs> don't get me started on this. So we're gonna. This is gonna. Uh, I, we gotta I, I do a whole episode on that whole 
that whole thing. We will. Yeah. We'll see, we're going to definitely. Yeah. Well, the reason we're not going to we're not going to uh, drill down into it too much is it's not here yet. Yes. And I don't know when this is going to get posted. Yeah. But I'm definitely going to uncork that uh, once at a later the car time. arrives. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I don't. I, I have. And it's an interesting thing. But I, before we get started, I, I, I think it'd be better if if we just kind of focused on one car and then we'll pivot over to the other car. Okay. Uh, and I, I'd like to talk about your 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 AC Cobra experiences okay. first. Okay. Okay. And so maybe just initially just tell us uh, why why the AC Cobra, how that came to be, how the whole thing came about. Okay. Yeah. Um, all right, well, so anybody who's into cars, <clears throat> especially sports cars or American muscle cars, mm-hmm. uh, you know, the AC Cobra, if it's not at the very top of the list, it's pretty damn high. It's That's it's, it's a legendary car. It's unique in all the best ways. Yeah, and uh, for those who don't know, Carroll Shelby was a race car driver, a Texas born and bred guy. Yeah. Uh, a bullshit artist, salesman. He was a, He did a lot of stuff. But he convinced, he was racing, and then uh, he had some heart condition. He couldn't race anymore. Go watch the movie Ford versus Ferrari. I think part of that story is in there. Yeah. Anyway, so he convinced uh, Ford to give him some engines for these uh, little British sports cars that he imported. (coughs) Excuse me. And um, anyway, they were winning races, and they were trying to to get a Corvette killer, and they, they ended up with it. Uh, and then eventually they couldn't get it to go any faster. So they put a bigger engine in it. And then it, that's when it really became legendary. Uh, and then that went on and turned into the Shelby Daytona coupe, which was, so the, the, uh, Cobra is a topless sports car. It's no roof. It doesn't come with a roof. The people have invented roofs, but it's all aftermarket stuff. But anyway, so it's a little two seater. Um, and it's a, it's a real lightweight, high powered car. And so I've always been interested in it. And um, a few years ago, I discovered there's a company out of New England called Factory 5, and they do replicas. And gosh, you know, that's a whole topic. There's, there's people that throw their nose in the air like, ah, so it's a replica. But, you know, I don't have the two or three million dollars for an original one because they didn't make very many of them. Um so the replica is my only option if I'm gonna if I'm gonna get one of these, and so uh, these guys actually they stayed pretty faithful to the to the body size and the shape. Uh, I think it is a little bit longer and a little bit wider, but uh, we're talking inches here. Um, so it's pretty close to the original, and the way they sell it, they sell it as a kit, like a legitimate kit. You get boxes and a frame, and you build this thing. And uh, you put it together in your garage with basic hand tools. There's no special tools necessary. Uh, but as the builder, you get to pick your powertrain. So you get to pick your engine, your transmission, and your rear end, and your wheels and tires. And um, so it's really, really popular. I'd say it's probably the most popular kit car out there uh, is the Factory 5 Cobra. Um, they do a few others as well. Um, but anyway, so I started poking around Factory 5, and I really fell in love with the 33 hot rod that they do. It's a cool, uh, just hot rod, you know? It just looks cool. It's one of the things you paint flames on it and shit, you know, make it look cool. Yeah. Big chrome wheels and loud exhaust and all that that whole trope. But um, so I actually had one of those on order, um, and it takes months to get these things because they build them in order that, that people order them. And um, I saw one in person and I didn't like it. Like I only ever saw pictures on the internet and then I saw one here in Bernie and, uh, and I didn't like it. And I'm like, Hmm. So, um, I changed my mind and I know that I like the Daytona coupe. 
that to me is really is the top. The Cobra's way up there, top five, but the Daytona Coupe is a number one, always has been. And so um, I called them up and I changed my order to the Daytona Coupe. And uh, I was waiting for that car to come in. It was supposed to arrive this June. And um, in April, I was telling one of the guys at work about it. And he was like, hey, I got a buddy who has a Cobra. And he says, you need to talk to him. I'm like, okay, I thought I was going to get advice or something. So I go talk to this guy and he's like, no, 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 man, I'm selling my Cobra. I've had it for years. I built it. Um, and he was away on business and his kid um, jacked the thing up to, to, I don't know if he's doing something with the tires or brakes or whatever, but he actually jacked it up on the oil pan and bent the oil pan. And uh, this guy didn't know it. And when he got home from his business trip, he took it for a drive and blew up the engine because it ran out of oil. <clears throat> so he took it to uh, a, somebody here, a mechanic here in Kerrville, and decided uh, he was going to get it uh, redone. And they took it. It was a 302, basic Ford 302. The engine was out of a 94 Mustang Cobra SVT, I think is the correct. I'm not a, I'm not a Ford guy. Right. Uh, but that's it was the, the, the highest end Ford Mustang that you could get. That's what this thing was out of in the 90s. So he, uh, he put the engine and transmission from that in the car, built it, drove it around, one car shows with it and all that sort of stuff. And then when it blew up, he took it to get it repaired. And then these guys dragged their feet. And I can tell by looking at it that they did some really kind of some shoddy work. I don't, yeah, they did. Uh, yeah, I'm not sure who was, who was working on this thing, but it wasn't great. Um, but it took three years and it still wasn't finished. And this guy got frustrated finally. And he took it back. And by this time, during those three years, uh, this dude had moved into an RV. Started, he was retired, you know, started his RV life. He had no tools. He had no shop, no place to keep this thing. So he kind of big barred and stole a, a, a little barn space from one of his friends. And it was sat in the barn for quite a while until I came along. And so it was legitimately a barn find. Um, and I got a heck of a deal on this car. I mean, they go in, in decent shape. They go for 60 grand or so. And I got it for less than half that. So I thought, well, <clears throat> it's not my Daytona Coupe, but it's a lot cheaper than my Daytona Coupe. And it's already almost done. So I thought, oh, what the heck, man, I'll do it. I'll, I'll get it and then finish it up. And if I like it, I'll keep it. If I don't like it, I'll sell it. So I bought it, took it home, and I started fiddling around with it. And me and Andrew have been working on it. And um, yeah, it's quite the learning curve because it's a Ford. You know, I don't know anything about Fords. Yeah. Uh, and it's quite different. Um, yeah. And, and uh, you know, and, and you are, and I've been over there a couple of times and, and, and just just very. Poking around here. Yeah. yeah, poking around. And uh, you are really trying to unfuck it. Yeah. It, there's a lot of things where yeah. I'm like, uh, mm. you know, like like one of the things you, you pointed out. And, and, and again, just be kind of clear, which is, this is kind of interesting, is that, you know, you. You know, you had a certain goal, and you know this. This this could either be a, 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 an amazing investment, mm. and are you you could found, crash and burn? Yeah, yeah. Well, you're probably hopefully not least, crash and burn. Yeah, 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 yeah. At the very least, you'll probably get your money yeah, back out even, of it. Yeah, yeah you yeah. break even exactly. And uh, but you have like the the Holly fuel system, mm -hmm. something else, fuel rail, yeah, Frankenstein thing going yep. on. Yep, there's a lot of that in the car. Oh. And you know what? But but at some point, these cars are kind of designed to be that way anyway, unless sure. you put high dollars into them. So right. if you if you want to go out and buy a crate engine, 
and spend 20 grand on a crate engine and, and transmission, you can just slap that baby in and bolt it up and it's all good. Right. Uh, but you still have to do all the brake work yourself. You still have to do all the steering stuff and figure right. all that out. And it's, there's lots of help. The forums are great. There's a lot of people that have built these cars to help you. Um, but the, the struggle that I have is that I, I'm not building it like from scratch and I can go on the forum and say, hey, I'm at this point in the build. What can I do? I'm actually trying to undo stuff that people have already done, and that's a lot harder to get help with. Right. Um, but anyway, it's no big deal. I'm actually enjoying it. Uh, the progress is slow right now, but I think I'm literally, if you added up the hours, I'm probably about four or five hours away from starting it, from trying to start it. Oh, let's hope it starts. <laughs> you made four or five hours for like 40 well, hours. Well, no, no, no. We've <laughs> Me and Andrew were racing to try to get it done yeah, before he left. It. And it, we were just, we were, uh, we were going too fast. Yeah. I was, uh, I was talking about, down. yeah, yes. Slow, going slow. Yeah, it's way better. It is. Yeah. But, uh, but I, I, that was obvious. You know, we talked yeah. about it, you know, yeah. like, like you were doing things like to bypass, like the heater core. Yeah. And all that kind of stuff. Yeah. It's like crazy. Yeah so. yeah. so I think that the, the right thing to do is to pull the engine and transmission out of this thing. Right. Uh, it doesn't need to be rebuilt because literally I can see the pistons are brand new. When right. I when I took the oil pan off and looked at the pistons are brand spanking new. This thing's never been run after it's been right. rebuilt. And I'm pretty sure he gave me like stacks and stacks of paperwork. And I looked through all of that stuff and I'm pretty sure that the, the engine was bored over from a 302 through a 347. Why? Um, paperwork. Because uh, it was, that was in like the work order. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't, I'm not 100% sure that that actually was the work that got done. Right. Uh, but that's what he had asked for. So I, you know, I have no documentation to be sure about that. Um, and I, I imagine there's probably a way you could find out, but I don't care enough to do it. Yeah. Um, it had a, well, it had to pull the heads off and mic the heads out. Yeah. yeah. It had a, it has, the, the, the bore. Yeah. It had a supercharger on it and I took that off cause I was just worried that was just too much power. It's a little 1800 pound car. Yeah. You know, and it's already, if, if it is a 347, it's going to come in around 450 horsepower. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. to give you uh, some uh, estimation, for example, like a minivan will have about 200 horsepower. Mm-hmm. And you throw six kids and soccer balls in that thing and go off to the beach or whatever. Right. And this thing's the weighs a third and it's got right. more than double the horsepower. Oh, yeah, so sure. it's going to be well, I mean, ridiculous. Yeah. Horsepower has always been one of those things that's been kind of subjective, objective, you know, how they yeah. measure it and all that mm-hmm. kind of stuff. Yeah. But, uh, but they get amazing amounts of horsepower out of... It is crazy. ...out of cars nowadays. And the other thing that's interesting is that, <clears throat> you know, again, people turn their nose up because it's a kit car. Yeah. Uh, but at the end of the day, this thing was designed from the frame up. Yeah. And then the body was, was, you know, made to fit on the frame. Right. And uh, the, the chassis that they use is way better than the original AC chassis. It's a lot stiffer. And the suspension that they have nowadays is just like a thousand times better. Yeah. Back in those days, you had body roll all day long. Remember yeah. driving those little big heavy Chevys? Oh, yeah. You're like leaning like crazy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you're floating. Yeah. Yeah. This, land yachts. yeah no, this is a race car. Uh, yeah. Well, I was going to say that, you know, you're talking about AC cover compared to this in a way that a lot of it, this, this has the potential to be better in a lot of ways. Yes. Yeah. And yes. It, it is. Uh, and also, uh, to what you're talking about, like uh, the the previous mechanics working on it, yeah, the like uh, like Doug was showing me, they're, they're, they're like some of the work is so high quality. You're just like this guy definitely, yeah, it was really good stuff, really good stuff. And yeah. then other stuff, you're like, you know, rather than doing a spacer, there's a sack of like 18 washers. Yeah, and you're just like, like, why yeah, would you do that? Why would you do that? Yeah, you know, it's it doesn't like, make uh, sense. So. Couldn't find the right size head bolt, so there's yeah. like there's like a, I can't get the valve cover on because it's a stack of washers. Yeah, you're like, why would you do that? Yeah, you know, it's so. like I just. 
I couldn't get the right thread pattern, so I just yeah. basically forced in this, this uh, plumbing <laughs> bolt I got from Home Depot. Yeah, exactly. But uh, so we've had to do a few things. We did we did have a stripped out bolt in one of the heads, and we had yeah, to tap that, that out. Yeah. Um, uh, that whole process went great. It's always nerve wracking because if you screw up your heads, you're oh, done, man. Yeah. You're done. Yeah, I told you got to replace them. I told you uh, I was I was mansplaining uh, torque patterns to my wife, <laughs> and uh, did like she had, hit you? No, she's no, you know she is. She's like, really? She patronizes me. It's it's even worse. No, so, uh, uh, but she made the comment that so if you mess it up, do you have to start over? I'm like, no. You get new heads. You get new heads. Yeah, that's all there is to it. Yeah, Yeah, they're gone. They're gone. Yeah. So, so, uh, but that went well. That 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 project was actually was one of the one of the least problematic things that we did. It was Mm -hmm. you know. Um, danger is the wrong word, but you know, with potential bad outcomes, that was the the highest risk that we did. Yeah. Uh, but that it came out the best, so yeah. that it came out pretty much perfect. So the plan is now uh, to get the thing running. I got to I got to mount the fuel tank, mm-hmm. um, tighten up all that stuff, make sure that's all good, and then hook up the battery and see if the smoke comes out. <laughs> right, you know, I hopefully know. nothing's cross wired oh, or anything. Oh gosh, it's so <coughs> it's so rough. Well, I I will tell you also you had a friend who had a uh, AC Cobra mm-hmm. kit car. Kit yep. car? Yeah. Yeah, it was a kit car. Yeah. yeah. He didn't build it from scratch. Somebody else built it yeah. and he he helped finish it. Yeah, I just remember you talking about that car cuz it was it was supercharged too, right? Or, uh, or had a big block. But you know, I, I don't I think it had a big block. I don't think yeah. it was supercharged. Yeah, you told no, me, no. I remember you there was one line you told me one time about the power because you had driven it and you go uh, it you said something it's it's hard to drive. I feel like I'm tap dancing under the dash. Yeah. Oh, that was a great line. Yeah. Man. Well, it's, yeah. it's hard. Yeah. Because, yeah, well, A, the, the foot box is really small on right. these things. So literally I can't, I can't wear like, um, like Nike running shoes cause with that wide rubber right. on the bottom. You, you, there's no, not enough room. You have to wear like really skinny shoes. Wow. Um, or no, no shoes, you know, whatever. I mean, it's tight. It is very tight underneath there. Mm. Um, not built for comfort. No. No, but uh, so anyway, my plan is to get it running, and uh, hopefully this stupid ass heat wave is going to break pretty soon. Right, um, and then I just want to drive it around a little bit during the fall. I want to I want to see how how I react to the car. I, so I'm going to see how I like it, how much I like it. Uh, right, you know, a little stuff rattling here and there is going to drive me nuts. I'm going to want to fix it, but um, at the end of the day, if I really like it, if I enjoy driving, which I really do think I'm going to, yeah, um, that's it. I'm I'm going full tilt. I'm yanking the motor. Uh, we're going to rebuild that thing from the bottom up and, uh, I'm going to paint it, redo all the interior with, with nice luxury leather stuff, uh, and turn it into something that I want to hang on to and drive. Right. Cause as of now, it's a bit of a shit trap driving, <laughs> you know, it's just like the yeah. paint is bubbled in places and, yeah. um, you know, the dash is held on with duct tape and whatever at this point. Like I said, you're having to basically unscrew what somebody else screwed yeah. up. It just yeah. is. It's, no, exactly. Yeah. And yeah, you can definitely see that with the, uh, I mean, it's things on there are just strange, yeah. you know, like, like, uh, uh, and, uh, you know, I don't, I don't know what they're like the steering, the steering, uh, not the column, but the, uh, yeah, the, the linkage, steering shaft. Yeah. The shaft, I, yeah. I just got a new one in today when I got home from work that my new one was in. So yeah, so the, I'll be just explain, on that. they, they, the, the, it unbolts on both ends mm-hmm. and they cut it in half. To they get cut it in the middle. Yeah. Cut in the middle to take it off. Yeah. It's stupid. Yeah. That's insane. Yeah. It doesn't make any sense. I know. It just makes no sense whatsoever. It's, it's like, you know. I don't even know. Yeah. Well, I think, and this is one of the reasons that the straw that broke the camel's back for the guy who owned the car was that. And the way that they had the front end all set up, um, the way he had, he had this thing running, he was driving and all they had to do was put it back together. Mm -hmm. And when they put it back together, they did something wrong. And the power steering pump was in the way of the steering uh, shaft. Right. And so their 
fix for this was to leave the power steering pump there and literally build a, a, a three, one, two, three, four universal joint uh, thing going around the power steering pump. I'm like that. Anybody who's ever done anything with cars knows you'd want that steering as straight as yeah, possible. Do you don't want that that many U joints in there, right? Because your steering brakes in the middle of it, and you're screwed. You're, yeah, you're, yeah. You're and, and also, there's all sorts of options to move the steering power. Yeah, the power steering. Power, yeah, and that's what I ended up doing. So, yeah. but anyway, so we'll see how it goes. I'm I'm kind of psyched. Um, I've I've always liked Cobras, and I'm kind of happy to have one. And yeah. I'm looking forward to the driving down the driveway the first time, and the brakes actually work. That'd right. be great. Um. But yeah, we'll see. So if it all goes good, then when the winter hits and it's all crappy and icy, I'll yank that engine out of there. Um, I got some work to do in the transmission, I'm sure. I can actually see on the bell housing, I can actually look where the where the uh, clutch cable comes in. Mm -hmm. There's a hole about this big. Uh, it's cut out. It's a square hole. And I can, I just, I can see my clutch. So there's got to be some kind of a plate or something that, yeah. that covers that. Yeah. I, I, don't, I mean, he gave me these boxes and boxes and boxes of parts. I'm right. like, oh, shit, man. I'm sure looking through all this stuff. I'm sure you can fabricate one. <clears throat> yeah, probably. But, yeah. But what a pain. Yeah, exactly. So there's stuff like that. But uh, for now, I'll just get her running, see how she does. Nice. Yeah, so, so. very cool. So let's talk about the Subaru because oh let's, let's, let's not get into the yeah. Yeah. Let's not get in. All right. That's it for part one. I have a feeling these uh, podcast devoted to uh, car restoration and Doug and I, uh, our podcast restoration projects, that's probably going to become kind of regular thing. <laughs> uh, I think you could pretty much count on that. Anyway, uh, podcast two, I'll post that about this topic. I'll post that next week uh, on Monday. And uh, thanks for listening. And I hope you have a great day. <laughs> oh, stupid. <laughs> that was too funny. You want me to do it again? Mm -hmm. Okay. All right, time to do another outro. For some reason, I feel like I got to do these every now and again just to keep it fresh. Uh, you know how much I hate doing this. Let's not do this in the, with 83 takes. Let's do it just in a couple. Uh, like share subscribe write me send me show ideas if you want to be on the show that's great i'll be more than happy to have you everybody likes guests and all that kind of stuff so send me an email shoot me a line drop something in the comments i think i did it that's everything boom i'm out of here have a great day love ya